You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton, and we come at you weekly to talk all things Buffalo Bills. And this is going to be a great show today because we're coming off a victory over the dreaded Kansas City Chiefs. And the topics that we have got to talk to you about are the fact that Von Miller earned his paycheck, Leslie Frazier cooked up something good, the running game got rolling, and there are some big new thoughts about what's going on around the league and how it affects the Buffalo Bills. Big Newt, welcome back, buddy. Good to talk to you. Man, it's always good to come back off of a big win, bro. I mean, going to Kansas City, win another, I would say, pivotal game. And I think so. Yeah, because I once again, man, I attended Missouri Western State University, an hour outside of Kansas City. So I have a lot of friends that I went to school with that I still keep in contact with, fraternity brothers and all that stuff. And I I get ribbed, you know. It's, it was like, oh, y'all beat us in the regular season, but we beat y'all when it counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's important that we get the win. That's fine because we don't – this is becoming a rivalry. It's becoming a rivalry because we're going to have to go through each other to get to where we want to go. And that's what creates rivalries in the NFL, right? And yeah. so we have to prove that we we able to go there and win. And we done it. And they're like, well, you didn't beat us when it counts. Well, okay, that's fine. That's because, true. Because this is pivotal to where now if we keep tra- trending the way we are, then you're going to have to come to Buffalo now. Ooh. You're going to have to come to Buffalo. And that's the difference. So that's how I look at it. It was a great game. Very exciting um, and we'll talk about it, but I didn't really care for the officiating. But besides that, man, <laughs> right. it was awesome. And plus, it was nationally televised. So you always like getting that national attention. For the second week in a row, we had CBS's number one team calling the game, which when is the last time that happened? I know, right? And my wife hates Tony Romo. I think he gives great insight. He does. His voice is squeaky, though. Yeah, she was like, she was making fun of me, 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 me. and I'm like, I, that doesn't bother me. I guess I'm so locked in on a game, like I, that doesn't bother me at all. I, I can understand how you wouldn't like the way he sounds. And <laughs> I've got a question. Everybody complains about how boring Joe Buck is as a play-by-play announcer. Why does nobody talk about how boring Jim Nance is? Yeah, like he's totally unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. So I think that what we can agree upon at this point is that the Bills and Chiefs are very evenly matched with each other, aren't they? I think so. If you look at the roster, I feel like our roster right now is probably better. Um, But when you have Mahomes, man, it's like one of those things where Mahomes does things off script. And when Mm -hmm. it looks good, it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? He does things that people in the league can't do. Mm-hmm. But then you saw on Sunday, it kind of came back and bit him. Um, the pick in the end zone with Elam, you got to just throw that away. Yeah. And then, obviously, the last uh, pick by uh, Johnson. And it was like, it, sometimes, I mean, when it's going, it's beautiful. But then when it's not, then it could come back and kill you. And I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, the final interception that really iced the game for the Bills is something that I did want to get into because that really breaks into the defensive scheme that Leslie Frazier put together uh, mm-hmm. for, for the Bills' defense. And it was interesting because it changed during the game. I don't know if you noticed that. Okay. What they started out doing was they had reserve cornerback Saran Neal matched up one-on-one with with Travis Kelsey. And through the first couple drives, very clearly, that did not work. 
Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey was going off. Saran Neal was committing penalties. Right. And then the Bills did something that was very interesting. I had to do a solo podcast on Sunday for Believe. And the thing that I said, now I'm only bringing this up because it's like the only smart thing I've ever said. <laughs> I said, I want to see the Bills switch to a three-man pass rush and have one extra person on the field, either linebacker or defensive back, to be a spy on Patrick Mahomes. Don't you know that's exactly what they did, and that's what sort of turned around their defensive fortunes? I agree. It was so many times, and it got so frustrating watching this game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he's excellent in just buying time in a pocket. And then when he scrambles, man, he looks – I don't – is it just me? But he just looks so unathletic. Like, <laughs> you look at him and you think, like, when you look at Lamar, I can see it. When you look at Hurts, I can see it. When I see Josh Allen, 6'5", 6'6", 240, I see the athleticism. When I just look at Patrick Mahomes, I just see his brother, like, TikToking. <laughs> I see his wife. Like, I don't, you know, but dude's cold, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I know he's athletic because his dad, I believe, played in uh, Major League Baseball. So, I guess he has some genes. Sure. But when he's scrambling, it just looks so, like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm sorry. I, I just, I can't put my finger on it. And it just gets so frustrating. I'm like, well, somebody hit this dude. So, you were right. And going back to Saran Neal, you couldn't help but notice Saran Neal because he, he, I think he had, what, two or three holding calls? So you couldn't yeah. help but. So we had to get out of the man defense because you're right. He was uh, – the tight end was torching us. So we had to do something different. So we went to more zone concepts. And like you said, Matt Milano did a wonderful job spying. So when he got off his mark, okay – then not necessarily blitzing, but once he started moving, then you shadow him and you move with him. So I think that was an excellent adjustment. You're right, by Leslie Frazier. And in the fi- the final play on defense was something that I've watched a little bit of film study on, and it's really a sight to behold. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN yes. does a great yes. breakdown of it. I and, saw that, yep. And, and for you listeners, it starts with the defensive line. They have Von Miller lined up on the left-hand side of the defensive left-hand side of the line, right-hand side of the offense. He comes off the ball and spikes inside for the express purpose of making Patrick Mahomes roll out to his right, the defense's left. Well, they had Matt Milano as a spy, and he was designed on that play to come around the outside of the line and go after Patrick Mahomes. That's exactly what happened. But there was something interesting happening on the back end of the defense too, which is on the defensive right-hand side of the field, they were playing man-to-man coverage. On the left-hand side of the field, they were playing zone. Zone. But the way it looked at the snap, it appeared to be man-to-man coverage. Right. And Mahomes didn't pick up on that. A brilliant design by Leslie Frazier. I mean, let's face it. That was a very complex defense that confused possibly the best quarterback in the NFL and a guy that might go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in history, confused him on that play, which allowed Taron Johnson to have another big interception, which is what the guy does. And I think that leads to the fact that we have continuity. Yes. Um, when you're not plugging in too many new people, you got the defensive coordinator come back. Now you can expand on your playbook and different concepts. And you're right, man. I seen that, and that was brilliant. You know, and to fool one of the best, and, and and make no bones about it, Patrick Mahomes. Once again, if he continues on this trajectory, stay healthy, he will be a Hall of Famer. All right. But the wonderful thing about it is, we might have one on our hands also. I know, right? Oh, my goodness gracious. Josh Allen, I love this dude. And, and you know me with my Heisman moments. I'm a college football guy, even though Notre Dame's getting whooped by now. We lost a bad game to Stanford that night. So that's why I knew Saturday night the sports guys was going to bless me with a win on Sunday. I <laughs> devastating loss to Stanford. But uh, but I digress. But um, Josh Allen, man, he might have had a Heisman moment. All right, it's certain when you talk about Heisman moments, it's certain guys that win the Heisman, you could point to a play where, hey, that's when they won the Heisman. Right. And I tell you, six games win, six games in, right before uh right before our bye bye week, okay, you're leading the league in uh passing and 
you jumped over a whole 6'2 human being. Okay? <laughs> and we've seen this before. We've seen it before. He's done it. And, and once again, I don't like it. No. I'm going to study. I'm going to keep ringing the bell. And I'm sorry, y'all. I know y'all like, hey, don't be talking about negative stuff today and all that stuff. Everything's good. I'm looking for the long term because I want to win super, multiple Super Bowls. I want to be. I want Josh Allen to be my guy for 20 years. You mm-hmm. can't jump over six foot human beings continuously. Okay, <laughs> ask Cam Newton. We have never seen it. I hope he. I hope he breaks the. I hope he breaks the trend. I hope he's an outlier. But I want to keep him safe. Okay. But I tell you, the positive part about it is he might. He's already beat uh, Lamar Jackson. Okay, he went to Kansas City and beat Mahomes. He's he's been the front runner all year, and he just continued to rack up wins. So now it's, uh, Vegas got the eyes on. It's him number one and Hurts number two. Hurts got to pay his dues. He got to do it for longer because it isn't necessarily what you do this year. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you need to be a contender, you know what I'm saying, so it don't just look like a one-off unless right. you're just breaking records. Like Lamar Jackson, when he won the MVP, he was breaking astronomical records. Mm-hmm. So I feel like – Josh Allen, because he's paid his dues. He's finished number two before. As long as we keep winning, he keep this pace, he'll be the shoe in. I I agree with that because when you're when you're looking at the rankings, as I was recently, it looks like the Bills are really in in the driver's seat, and they certainly are in the AFC because they have beaten the number two ranked number three ranked, and number four ranked teams in the AFC by record at this point. Now, it's a long season, and there's a lot of 500 teams in the league right now that are going to start winning games over the course of the year, and they're, they're going to get hot. You're going to see, you're going to see the, the Ravens start winning their close games, and you're going to see... Uh, you're going to see the Bengals start playing better. But... As of now, the Bills basically have a two-game lead because they are a game up on Kansas City and they win the tiebreaker. Right. And when you talk about going for MVP, right. those Heisman moments, yes. He, but the thing is, when, when Allen jumps over people, he's hurtling them. He's kind of straddling. And here's what concerns me the most about doing that. I worry about his family jewels. I was about to say, getting hit in your Johnson, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You could take a helmet to the Johnson. Uh, the guy has not procreated yet that we're aware of. And we would really probably be depriving the world of a miniature Josh Allen if he takes a, a, a big lump to the groin there. Right. And we don't want that. Like no, I said, don't. I, don't, I don't want Josh Allen to get hurt in any way, whether it's knees, ankles, ACLs are even to the you know nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> but let's also talk about the Bills ranking for a second. Do you know they rank number 1 in both offense and defensive defensive adjusted value over average? Yes. Number 1. Mhm. In the NFL. Also. Yes. But they only rank 28th in rushing DVOA. Right. Yeah, they got to do better, right? Well, let's talk about rushing. The last couple of weeks, we've been okay, right? I mean, yes. at least we've been, I feel like we've been like serviceable for the most Absolutely. part. Um, Singletary, once again, man, he had a decent game on the ground 17 rushes, 85 yards, at five yards a pop. His mm-hmm. August was 14. I felt like he was moving the ball well. He was. Um, Josh Allen, 12 rushes for 32 yards. That was a little low for him, mm-hmm. you know, 2.7 yards a carry, and then James Cook got two carries for uh, eight yards. So uh, the fact that Zach Moss wasn't in there, that was a bit surprising. I didn't, you know, I was surprised about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Singletary has been uh, running the ball well the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it went from disgusting to, um, okay, all right, <laughs> you know. So – Here, to me, is the difference of Singletary running well and not running well. It's when they start putting in the pin and pull concepts where when Mitch Morris is pulling and getting out in front to lead block is when things happen. And let's keep in mind that the Bills lost their starting right tackle, Spencer Brown, in this game. Right. So they were down a starter on the offensive line, but when you get Mitch Morris 
pulling around the outside. The next thing you know, Singletary seven yards downfield. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Does going back to uh Spencer Brown, does that worry you his injury? Because it yes. could be something serious. He was questionable to come back in the game. And if we weren't coming up on a bye week, I would be more concerned. If that's a sprained ankle, you can probably keep him off of it for two weeks and he'll be all right. If it's something more than that, if, you know, MRI comes back and there's something torn in there, then yes, that that is going to be an issue because you saw the offense take a step back when Quessenberry stepped into the lineup in his place. What about you? Does that give you any consternation? No. 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 I, I'm I'm cool with Quizzberry being in the game. Um, I guess I look at the totality of it. And so you gotta know the mind of Newt to to get that. I'm like, if I have to if anybody like I look at it, I don't just look at Spencer Brown getting hurt. I look at it like, okay, if somebody had to get hurt, who would they want it to be? Right. So I guess that's how I look at it. So hopefully he'll be back. And once again, that's not anything indicative of him as a person, but I just look at the team concept like injury's going to happen. So I just look at it like if anybody was going to get hurt along the offensive line, uh, okay, Smith <laughs> Brown, okay, put in Quinzenberry. So not saying I, I don't want to sound like I'm heartless, like, oh, man, you're a mean human being. I'm just saying no. Like for the team, as far as football is concerned, I, I'm cool with Quinzenberry being in there. Even if it's a step back, it, it's, to me it's not that big of a step back. As if it was Deion Dawkins. He has starting experience. Yeah. And if it was Deion Dawkins, I'd be like, oh, crap. If it was Mitch Morris, I'd be like, oh, geez. Now, Greg, uh, uh, what's the name, gets in the game. I'm like, oh, God. All right. That's, so that's how I look at it. So I, I wish him well. I hope he gets better quick. And I hope, he, you know, he's ready. But, no, I didn't. When he got hurt, it didn't. I didn't even blink twice. <laughs> so. I don't know. Maybe that's bad, but I don't know. Well, I just don't like it when dudes get hurt in general. And this is not a deep team on the offensive line. So everything is a worry to me at at the moment. Well, I just look at it like, okay, football, you're going to have injuries. So I feel like we're very deep as a team, period. Um, You're right along the offensive line. I just don't think it's much difference between Spencer Brown and David Quisenberry. I mean, I haven't looked up there – looked at pro football focus of their grades or whatever, but I'm sure it's not that much difference. Okay. I would imagine. I ain't going to say sure. I would say I would imagine, but just the eye test, no. Along the offensive line, he's probably the one I would sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. So I think we need to shift gears and go back to the defense a little bit and talk about the game that Von Miller had. Two sacks, four tackles total, but he dominated it it isn't just the fact that he had two sacks. It's when he had the two sacks, too. Yes. They are so timely. He made such a big play. And once again, man, everybody like, why did we give Von Miller all this is why we gave Von Miller all that money, bro. And even if it's just for this year and it leads, it ends in the Super Bowl, it is more than worth it. I the I, I couldn't agree more. The the things he do, man, and just the pressures he apply um, towards the end of the game when he dips inside and that gives Milano the uh, outside, the mirror, uh, and he pushed uh, Mahomes out the pocket. I just love it, man. He he really earned his money. He's one of the NFL leaders in sacks, man. He's he's incomparable, man. He, he's showing it in big games and big times. So I'm just thinking, man, and I still feel like how I felt this summer. It's kind of like I want his snaps to go down. I just want him to be fresh and ready for the postseason and do mm-hmm. this in playoff in the way it's looking playoff games in Buffalo after a, after getting a buy in the playoffs. Six and sacks I, in six games. Yeah. You couldn't ask for more than that. And you like you said, especially when, when those sacks happened. Yeah. yeah. So here's something interesting. Von Miller starts as the Bills – right defensive t- uh, defensive end. But in the second half of the game, 19 of Von Miller's 22 defensive snaps, the Bills lined him up on the left side, effectively taking Greg Rousseau out of the game. And 22 of his final 27 snaps were from the left. Interestingly, 
the two best defensive ends on the team both play best from the left side. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unfortunate, isn't it? I know, right? But that just shows how deep we are and we got talent. Uh, uh, blah. We have talent, okay, in some places where we got an abundance of it. So that's awesome to me. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is I want the two best defensive ends to be able to be on the field at the same time because you do take a step back when you have Epinesa in there instead of one of the those two guys, right? That's fair, but what – yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. – that's fair. So what do you do? Do you do you line Rousseau up at defensive tackle sometimes? But what about what about Shaq Lawson? Shaq Lawson's been playing good lately. So that's what you gotta look at. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's fair that Greg Rousseau's not in the game, but you I mean Shaq Lawson needs reps. Yeah, but so he's also move. naturally a left defensive end as well. That's fair. Yeah, so that really the only one who it seems comfortable on the right side is Epinesa. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to have great players at every position. Yeah, Not a you. bunch of great players at one position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And that's interesting that you, uh, you noticed that. But I, I just looked at it like, man, Shaq Lawson played a good game. So Again. it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you got to move guys around and – and that, I just feel like that's a good problem to have. I, I guess that's how I look at it. It is. Also, game planning. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. For the first time this season, the Bills made heavy usage of 21 personnel, which is either two tight ends or a tight end and a fullback in the game. They used it 33% of the time against the Chiefs. And the mm-hmm. most they had done it uh, previously, 4.2% in the game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess we wanted to give them something we haven't done all year. Give them something they haven't seen. And hmm. I would say, I would say it worked because the Bills moved the ball without any problem. In, in I the think game. so. I think so. And it's uh, funny. That's why I told you this morning I had to go back and watch the first quarter because uh, Jalen had football practice. So I was watching the game on my phone. But you know how it is when you're sure. out. It ain't like when you're watching it at home or watching it at the bar. It's like I'm halfway looking at Jalen, halfway looking at the game, halfway, and then people texting me and stuff like, oh. And so uh, it was the turnover that Josh Haller had, which I love the concept. Did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like an RPO, like you did like an RPO, and then you pitched it at the end. It's just Isaiah McKenzie who, I don't know, man, he ain't really looked that good this week. And uh, and then you got Khalil Shakur, man. I don't know. So, um but, yeah, he yeah. wasn't ready for the pitch. And so, I don't know. I just feel like Isaiah McKenzie, I, I just was like, yeah, put in Shakira, man. Put in Shakira. It was a gadget play. I don't know if you needed to get cute inside the 20 that early in the game. The fact that on that pitch, the ball hit McKenzie in the face. Yeah. It doesn't make me happy. And something that you'll have to note with him the turf monster gets Isaiah McKenzie a lot. Mm. And you saw it last year on that kick return against the Patriots where he fell over nothing and fumbled the ball at the same time. Mm. And then you saw him fall over his feet on a fourth and goal, and it would have been a touchdown. But he just fell over himself. Right. I don't know what causes that with him so often, but it happens to him. Right. Shakir seems to have much more body control, doesn't he? He's looking good, man. And we know and we know he's gonna be the future. It's yes. just a win. But yeah, Isaiah McKenzie after watching him, I'm like, all right, man, it's time to get Shakir in there. And they did, you know, and I think he, what do he have? One catch? Uh Shakir had one yeah, one catch for 14 yards. He was targeted twice. But I was just like, man, he he looked I don't know, he just looked apart to me. I was just ready for McKenzie to just take a seat and put him in. I wonder if coming off of the bye that the Bills are going to make some adjustments and what they do at slot receiver is going to be one of those things. I think coming out of the bye, we're going to see less of McKenzie, more of Shakir. I hope so. And my thing is, if you if, here's what I look at. If you were, if you're ready to make James Cook your backup back and take Moss out, then I don't want to see – I don't want to get that hard of a take. 
I'll because I'm like, oh, get rid of McKinsey. I'm not gonna say it because I love McKinsey made plays, bro. So yeah, we just need to get Shakir on the field a little bit more. He's he's looking good. The minutes he gets, he's looking good. So I will McKenzie like is a him. perfectly serviceable number four or five receiver. I don't think I want him in the starting lineup, though. Okay. Incidentally, right. Khalil Shakir's aunt and cousin were watching uh, football with us down with the uh, DC Bills backers this oh. past two weekends, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that come about? I don't know, but I, I guess she works in the area or something like that. Uh, she has this cute little daughter that was wearing a, a Buffalo Bills uh, cheerleader costume, and uh, Shakir's aunt was wearing one of his jerseys. It, it's awesome. She yeah. was really into it, talking just, to everybody and cheering her butt off. I just figured knowing you, just the, the social butterfly you are, I thought you would kind of you know wander over there and get to talking to them and figure out what the story was. So. I wanted to. I didn't really have an opportunity. Okay. Well, I'm sure if they come back, it will happen. So. Oh, sure. <laughs> Knowing sure. you like I know you. Well, she also seems pretty social herself. She was she was talking to everyone. Um, so it'll it'll inevitably happen eventually. Now, if you were there, you guys would have already been best friends and exchanged numbers, and she probably would have invited you over for Thanksgiving because that's yeah, how probably- you are. And then when we score, I probably would have picked her up. So, <laughs> <laughs> only with enthusiastic consent, my friend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was a great game, man. Um, my question to you is: If we would have lost, would you be able to still say it was a great game? I think the mistakes that they made would have stood out to me more because they, again, were very sloppy. And a lot of missed tackles, a lot of penalties, some silly mistakes along the way. But I would still feel okay about it because he who laughs in the playoffs laughs longest. True. And and you know these two teams are going to be the last two standing. It's just shaping up that way. It's going to be, like I said earlier in the show, it's going to be interesting to see if Kansas City can come to Buffalo in the AFC Championship and win. I'm sure they can. It, we've proven we can win in Kansas City, but can they come as a – because I'm sure they're going to be an underdog. Can you come to Buffalo? Because we were favored, we were favored uh, this weekend, right? Yes, Vegas the first time a, in Mahomes' career he's right. been a dog at home. He's been a dog at home, and we covered. So can you come yeah. to Buffalo as if we if we were three-point favorites in Kansas City – you got to think we're going to be a six, seven point favorite in Buffalo in the wintertime. Well, it's worth three points. So if you're, if you're a four point favorite, if you're a three point favorite on the road, you're six point favorite at a neutral site, which makes you a nine point favorite at home. Something like that. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. I think you get three points for being at home. So, if you if you get three points being home and they were a two point underdog, that's really saying if it was in Buffalo, it'd be five or six points. Well, if it was a neutral site, it would be five, and then you add three on top of it to the home team. Well, why would it be a neutral site unless it's in a Super Bowl? I guess. That's- well, well, that's just it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So you're going to be, according to your numbers, you're going to be. A nine point. I don't think Kansas City is going to be a nine point dog. No, let's no just, way. Let's just err on the cautious side and say six or seven. That's more realistic. Yeah, um, I, I still think that would be way too big of a spread. I, I don't. Yeah, that's a lot, right? <laughs> I, I don't think people would be putting money on that spread with right. these two teams. Right. And you know something that I I did talk about on the Sunday morning podcast is. We are seeing an absolute renaissance of great young quarterbacks. Yes. And these two teams, at at this moment in time, have the best two of the young quarterbacks. This is – you asked me if I would have enjoyed the game even if the Bills lost. And and the answer is yes, because we saw some great football. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's why I was listening to the post-game show uh, with Nate Geary, and he, that's what he said. He was like, man, even if we would have lost, I would have thought that this would have been great. And it's like, I don't know. And that's why I'm like, okay, reach out to us on Twitter. Y'all know our Twitter handles, uh, at Big Newt, at Big underscore Newt. Let, let me know how you feel because I'm telling you. That's why I said, once again, I had, you text me this morning, like, what time you want to record? I'm like, I want to watch the game again. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, once I got home from practice, I sat out and watched it, and I was on edge. And then when Dawson Knox caught the touchdown, and he looked up, you know, because we all know the story, he lost his brother uh, not too long ago. I felt I felt that as being somebody who has lost his brother. And I remember going back. I was in college my freshman year, and I went back. I took a week, went uh, home to St. Louis, and then coming back. And it's like, okay, you know how you feel when you do that. So you make a big play. It's like, yeah, that's for you. I, I that resonates with me. So, but I still, so I was happy for him in that moment. Yes. All right. But I was like, they got 90 seconds or something like that, right? Wasn't yeah. it like a minute and a half? So yeah. now my tensions quickly turned to that. Like, Mahomes could drive out a field and score. But I'm like, is he going to score a touchdown? Because just think about the series before halftime, how he drove out of field and they kicked the, uh, the 68 yard or 60. Whatever the hell it was, sixty-two yarder, sixty-two yard, but he probably could have went eighty yards uh-huh. um, field goal. So I'm like, this dude could drive out of field and score. You know what I'm saying, dude? You give them one minute, they yeah. could score four times, right? You know what I'm saying. So my, so I still didn't enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't enjoy it like I should have. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. the INT happened. Yes, it did. That was a big play. Right. Ryan so Darfman, it comes up big in big spots, man. I tell you. The Bills made two, three excellent plays right. all on that final play. It it was it was the darting inside by Von Miller on the pass rush. It was Matt Milano coming around the top. It was it was Taron Johnson. Taking a great angle to the ball. It was a great call by Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator. It was th- that's what you do, man. Yeah. It was it was that's a great play. Like. That's all the way around. Like. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And it, and it, once again, we looked like the number one defense in that in that series, man. And it was been don't break. I know it's frustrating to see uh Travis Kelsey uh mm-hmm. you know. Uh, making all those catches, and it's like, can we guard eight catches for 108 yards, even though we kept them out the end zone? But it's more bend, but don't break, and and it worked. And uh, but yeah, I was scared. That's why I was like, oh crap, what are we gonna talk about if we lose this game? He dried out again. Oh, but then when Darren Johnson yeah. got the interception, man, it was like, oh my god, yes. And, well, you the, know. The, including the fact that they did it at the end of the first half, if, if they would have done that. At the end of last game, and then twice in one game against the Bills, I I think that it would have been. I was going to use a bad word, but I I, I think it would have been uh, a little mind bending. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, so I don't know. That's why I'm like, I don't I don't know. So to answer the question that I just asked you, if we would have lost the game, even though it was a good game. It's still a good game because we won. Right? So we've talked about this before, and I want to reiterate this because, once again, Nate Geary talked about it. When you go to a game, is it a good game if you lose? Or better yet, would you rather go – okay, would you rather I went to 
the Miami game and lost. No, I ain't going to say Miami game because everybody got hurt. So let's say if we would have lost this game yesterday, it was a great game, right? And let's say if we would have lost. Would you rather have went to Kansas City and went to that game or go to Buffalo, put a Pittsburgh game, and we blow them out? That's what I want to ask you. <sighs> that is such a hard decision. Um, <laughs> because anytime I go to a game and I have to travel for it and they lose – it feels it somewhat like it was a waste of it time sucks. and money. Like, it sucks. I going to that Jacksonville game last year that the Bills lost just like wrecked me emotionally for a week. Yeah. So I was like, I cannot believe all the pomp and circumstance surrounding the, the Jacksonville takeover and sp- spending so much money. By the time all is said and done. If you're flying somewhere and you're staying in a hotel, you buy the tickets. Like at the end, you end up spending well over a grand on an experience like that. Right. And then you're like, what for? What was that for? What was that for? Yet at the same time, at the Steelers game, the crowd just sat on their hands in the second half because it was a blowout already. It the second half of that game was freaking boring. Mm -hmm. And that sucks too. But it doesn't suck as bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so it all depends on the – because my friends and I talk about – we've been talking about this for years. When I was always frequenting games, obviously now I don't get to frequent games as much because of my kids' activities. But when I was frequenting games all the time, I would always try to pick the games that I felt like we were going to win because it didn't matter to me. If To me, that's great if you go to a great game and you win. Like, mm-hmm. like you, uh, uh, the Baltimore game. Like I was sitting there watching. I ain't gonna lie. I'll tell y'all my flaws. I'm imperfect. I'm an imperfect human being. I disagree, when, but when, okay, you can say that. Yeah. When I was <laughs> when we were watching uh the Baltimore game, and I and it was a point where it was going back and forth. I thought we were gonna lose, and I was like, well, at least I didn't go out there in the rain. It sucks to be out there in the rain. At least I didn't waste my money because you're right. It's been times where I come home after a loss. You listen to the post game. The traffic is horrendous. You're just mad at yourself, yeah. right? So that's why I kind of look at it. Like, I want to go to a game where I want to go to Pittsburgh. Like you said, it's negative the fact that it's boring, but at least I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. So now I can just drink, laugh, have fun, talk to the people in front of me, talk to the people behind me. And it ain't, you know, because you just think when it's a stressful game, you don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't. You don't. You're just sitting there watching because you're on edge where that a blowout is like, oh, we laugh at Hey, come on, man. Let's have a beer. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Like you're, it's more of a, a party. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. The best thing, but the best thing to do is go to a good game against a good team and you win. That's what we all want. Like, like Kansas City. I'm sure all those Bills fans and Sal Capaccio posted the post game video and showed off because, you know, at the end of the game where everybody come down front, it was a lot of Bills Mafia there. A lot of them. A lot of Bills Mafia. And then when they got home on an airplane, um, a private flight, um, at 12 31 o'clock in the morning, Bills Mafia showed up and showed out. I mean, I love that stuff. Oh my God, I love you. Right? So I, I love that stuff too, but is that too much in a regular season game? No. No. Because you know why? I'm going to tell you why. It might be too much for me and you, because in my mind, I'm like, okay, man, like I'm, I'm not trying to act like new money here, but it really matters in the playoffs. But for those people that go out there, they're enjoying the ride. And that's mm-hmm. something that we we you have to do, even if that is not your personality. I want you to enjoy the ride because those people they were out there when we were losing. Yeah, they were out there when we against teams where we were losing, and then they still come out and support them. So you enjoy it, talk your ish. I'm with you, even though that might not be me. Okay. I, I I like to see that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like skinny jeans. It's kind of like uh, European cut suits. I love small people in European cut suits. My big butt can't get in one. I think I look silly in tight stuff. <laughs> you see all my roles. Okay. <laughs> but I love I love the look. So, so to answer your question, for you and I, it might be too much. But for them, no. Do, do you. Do it. I'm all for it. Okay. Okay, yeah. uh, but you know, it's kind of like the whole acting like you've been there before. 
Have the Bills had a big regular season win before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but you're right. That's the way you could look at it. But once again, we're Super Bowl contenders. That's true. So so, it, so in your in my mind, well, I know I'm, I'm going to speak for you, but in my mind, it's all about what we do in January. Me too. It, it, at, at this point, me it's too. about what, yeah. Like okay, man. Let's like if it was up to me, and I feel this way about coaching Jalen's twelve U football. Let's just get off. We're undefeated. Let's just get on with the championship. Like if it was up to me, <laughs> play the championship tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know because it's just like okay, let's just get here now because we're beating everybody by 30, 40 points. Only thing that can happen, knock on wood, is somebody getting hurt or we get a tough game against somebody and play bad. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, okay, man, we're, we're the one seed. Let's, I wish the playoffs would be tomorrow. Yes. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, because the Bills are playing their best football right now, exactly. and every team goes through ups and downs over the exactly. course of the season. At some point, the Bills are going to lose two of three games this year because everyone does. And we are going to start asking the question, what the hell is wrong with the team? And we're going to, you and I are going to sit here talking about it. I'm going to be like, Newt, damn it. You know what? McDermott lost the locker room and Josh <laughs> Allen takes too many chances. And, you know, they're, the sloppiness finally caught up with them. But they have to, you have to be able to overcome that as a team because every team goes through it. Right. The, the Baltimore Ravens are going through it right now. Yeah. yeah. But guess what? At the end of the year, that is not a team I'm going to want to play. No, because we know what the Ravens are. They're a solid organization. And they're sitting on top of the uh, division too. So it very well could happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're so, probably not going to get, uh, you know, the number one seed, but they're going to be the team that nobody wants to play. Right. So don't rule anybody out six weeks in, people. No. And like I said, we talked about this before. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Pittsburgh started, what, 10-0? They yeah. started 10-0, and, and then they lost six in a row. And I don't think that's going to happen. We're solidly built. And I think they were terrible, Derby, though. Yeah. And I think McDermott is getting better and better as a coach with game situations and stuff. And so I don't think that'll happen to us. Once again, knock on wood, as long as the injury bug don't hit us again like it did Miami. Um, but it's just those fans circling back and around, those fans are enjoying the ride. And it's just for the most skeptic uh, or pessimistic fans like us, it's hard to enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of what we've been through. So I'm right. all for those people, man. I support you and I love you. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy it. And it's just it's hard for us to do it. Speaking of Miami, screw those guys. I hope they don't win another game. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, but that leads to other things I wanted to talk about, man. The rest of the division, the Jets, okay, their defense. All right, yeah. Zappy in New England. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? We've got to play both of those teams twice. All right, do Zappy uh, scare you? Do the Jets defense scare you? I would say that I am more concerned about both than I was before the year began. Fact. Because let's start with the Jets. We knew that they had some talent on that team. They had a great draft this year. And they have a coach in Robert Sala that people like. And the thought was, you know, if Zach Wilson can develop at quarterback, they might have something. And look what's happening. The talent is, it's developing quicker than people expected. Wilson hasn't played an awful lot this year, but they're four and two. Yep. They're yep. tied with the Chiefs for the second-best record in the AFC. Right. You have to be concerned about a team with that winning percentage because they're they're winning tough games. I totally agree, yep. And and you know what? Yeah, you, you can win blowouts, and blowouts are great. Yeah, trust me. I, I, like, I, want a, I want the Bills to blow the other team out in every game, but let's be honest. You prove your mettle in the close games. Mm-hmm. And if you can show that kind of fortitude, you're probably a team that I, I don't I don't want to mess with. Right. So I usually look at it as though when it comes to divisional games, 
the Bills will probably split because divisional games are just very difficult to predict. You know each other really well. The familiarity is there. You know each other's tendencies. The blowouts tend to not happen within the division. They're normally tight. I predicted that the Bills would go one-on-one against all of the division opponents this year. Right. Right. We would go three and three. That's what I'm thinking. And we already lost to Miami and Miami. Yes, already lost to Miami. So this is shaping up the way I I imagined it was going to. Because these teams, I didn't think they were going to be as bad as everybody expected them to be. And let's be honest, it, a lot of it has to do with where the injuries are at the t- at the time that they play. But mm-hmm. I, I want to be the big brother of the division and never let the little brothers get a chance. Just right. bury them when you can. But yeah, I would say I, I would say I'm more concerned than I was. And you asked me specifically about Zappy. I don't know. I don't know about him yet. What, what do you think of that? Is it a potential quarterback controversy or is the overall team playing better? I mean, I know Zappi threw for over 300 yards. And they whooping people, man, since he been in there. Yeah. Um, we all knew coming in that New England was going to play good defense. And it just seems like uh, Zappi is more in control of the offense more than Mac Jones. Okay? So – that's something that's bothersome because I thought that New England was going to be trash. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. I think I took them for granted. So now I know they're not trash, especially with Zappi on uh, on the hill. But going back to the Jets, Sauce Gardner, balling up for yep. defensive rookie of the year. Okay. The only thing I could look at is, was their schedule like ours? Hell no. Okay. They got whooped by the uh, they got whooped by Baltimore. They beat the Browns. They skeeted by the Browns by one point. We see the Browns ain't good. Okay, they lost to the Bengals. They beat the Steelers by four, who we stomped out. They beat the Dolphins without uh, Tua, forty to seventeen, and then they just beat the Packers twenty seven to ten. And now I know this week we got to buy, so we'll come back to you all next week and we'll talk about the Packers game. I, I well, We said it. Aaron Rodgers and them, they have a, a ish show up there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to curse. They have an ish show up there. I fully expect to win that game. It's looking I'm that way. He, he's, he, he, watching them makes it feel like he's one foot out the door. And, but if you're a Packers fan – you can't blame him because you knew that he was one foot out the door. Yeah. Right? You decided not to play Devontae Adams. You feel like, hey, I got a quarterback. We can just get anybody to play receiver. No, you can't. Mm. No, you can't. So, looking at the Jets, okay, Jets are 4-2, and two, and I just look at their They're a product of a weak schedule. All right? This weekend, they played the Broncos. The Broncos is horrific. And I think it's going to be on CBS at 4 o'clock again. They need to flex that. Can you flex in October? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm just saying. Because the Broncos have been on national TV the last four weeks. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, because they thought that Russell Wilson was going to be something. So let's get them out of here. And then the following week, they play the Patriots and then us. So the record is probably out. And this is what, once again, just looking at highlights and stuff, I haven't sat down and watched the Jets. I just think uh, if we went, if we lowballed it, I will say we would split, but I, I think we could sweep them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we could sweep them. I think if I had to pick now, I feel like we would probably lose one divisional game from here on in. Oh, okay. it, it could be one against the Jets, one against New England. Because I just think. We we went through the gauntlet, and the gauntlet is going to what we thought was going to be the first uh, six games, first seven games, and then we finished that up next week with uh, the Packers. But after that, I mean, what do you look at the schedule? I mean, it's just the Vikings, who the are Vikings. five and one. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I ain't gonna say that's it because once again, New England looks formable. Miami, if they get two or back, they'll be formable. But I'm just saying, like. 
I, well, I don't know if we're going to run the table. I'm not going to even speak that right now. No, I don't think so. I don't think just because. But I, would you be if you're favored every game? Why? Why wouldn't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It ain't like it's far fetched. If we're favored every game, and we're going to continue to be favored. Well, yes, we're going to continue to be favored, but sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your direction. That's true, but how many times are you thinking it's not going to bounce? Because once again, we talked about this last week. Are we going to have bad losses again this year, like the Jacksonville game, like that New England game? Could they? They'll like have at least Pittsburgh. one. Are we going to have those bad losses? There, there will be at least one because there always is when the team just comes out flat. It happens to every team every year. Okay, so you feel like we'll have one of those. I, I feel like we'll have one of those. And then if we wrap up the number one spot, maybe we lose at the end because um, we, we're resting guys. Could that happen maybe? That's possible. The last two games are the Bengals and the Patriots. The Bengals have a legitimate shot at beating the Bills. I, I The Bills would be favored. It's Monday night. It's in Cincinnati. It's at the end of the year, end of the season, I should say. You know, that that to me is a pick'em game at this point, depending on what is needed within the standings. Now, um, are, yeah. are we trying to win that game? I don't know. No, I'm saying you're saying it's a pick'em game with us trying to win. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, because I, I, the Bills are a better team, and they should be favored in the game. It would not surprise me if they lost. It would surprise me if the Bills lost to the Lions, of course. But, but we've seen it. You know, during the, during the drought, every year the Bills would upset a team that they were supposed to get blown out by. It just happens. Right. Somebody's going to do that. When is Deshaun Watson coming back? Uh, November or sometime? December? I don't, I don't know. You, what was his suspension? I, I don't. It was right. Hold on. I'll be. I'm gonna look it up. I, I want to know because okay. um, they're definitely gonna be a different team without him. I know he's coming. Out. He's coming back for the Houston game. Remember, we laughed about the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he won't be back when we play him. So yeah. So I'm just looking at it like we gotta roll these guys, man. The way the schedule will fall, it'll just be very disappointing for us to not. We play well at the beginning of the year against the tough opponents, because not only was it projected the guy the, the team is gonna be good, but we beat teams that's sitting at the top of their divisions. Mm-hmm. All right, the Chiefs, okay, the Ravens, uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Rams are. I don't know if Rams are out west. Well, the Niners are in the lead there. They are. All right. So, okay. So, three teams that are sitting on top, and then maybe the Rams is probably second place. So, they this, the front part of the schedule is stacking up like we thought it would, mm-hmm. right? But, man, like you said, dude, come on, dude. Don't lose to the Browns. Don't lose to the Dagum Lions. Don't lose to the Bears. They are horrible. Mm-hmm. Come on. So just don't have bad losses like we had three of them last year. That's all we're saying. I'm with you on that. So couple- I, I think it stacks up definitely favorably for the Bills, especially if they can start getting some people back, which they, they've already begun doing. And let's see what happens with the trade deadline, too. That is certainly something that we're going to have to examine coming and up. And that's what I wanted to get into real quick before we log off. Trade deadline, November 1st, all right? Rumors having that we're interested in Christian McCaffrey. His contract, four years, $64 million, all right? But the caveat to that is he's only making a million dollars base salary this year. Mm-hmm. So we could get him on a one-year rental for almost nothing. What do you think about that? I think getting him and not having to pay him is great as long as your expenditure isn't too much. I would love to have a running back that I can bring in for a fifth round pick for the rest of the season and then cut or trade to someone else. But running backs don't have a lot of trade value. Apparently, the Panthers are asking for multiple number one picks, which means they're not, if if they hold to that, it means they're actually not interested in moving him. 
Would would I like to have a better running back on the roster? Yes. He I saw a statistic. He is um he has this weekend was the twenty-fourth time where he had at least fifty yards rushing and fifty yards uh receiving. And that's number two all time, only to Marshall Falk, who has like he's done it like forty-two times. Unbelievable. All right. The, he is what we hope the young boy would come become. All right. right. <laughs> all right. Passing threat, rushing threat. Um, if we could get him and that was the next thing I was going to ask you. What do you think you, you're willing to give up for him? You said a fifth-round pick? Fifth-round pick, yep. But if it was third? No. Okay. So No, because round. then because you're only going to have him for a few games at this point. Okay. All right. So you only give up a fifth. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's what fair. would you give up? I would give up a third. Um, it would make me feel like – Brandon Bean is going all in to win now. Okay. And so if that means sacrificing a little future, making a bad deal, like because Von Miller, once again, we know that Christian McCarry probably is not Von Miller. He's he's no. more of a luxury like uh, Odell Beckham, who we're going to talk about in a second. But it would make me feel like you're loading up and making a run, like you're going all, like you're pushing your chips all in, but you're only giving up a third round pick. Now, I'm not giving up a first. I'm mm-hmm. not giving up a first. I don't want to give up a second, but I would give up a third to get a Christian McCaffrey to make this run, even if it's a year. Because okay. I'm telling you, I if it was somebody better than Christian McCaffrey, I would give up a first-round pick. For If it was somebody games. better. Huh? For eight, yeah. nine games. Yes. If it's going to help me ensure that we're going to win, yes. Okay. Yes. Like, and that leads to the Odell Beckham. All right. Do you want to get Odell Beckham? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I would like to push Isaiah McKenzie farther down the depth chart. And one of the things that and it may be it may be a system thing this year, but the Bills have had a hard time moving the chains by throwing to their slot receivers. We definitely don't have anybody on the roster who seems as adept at it as uh Cole Beasley was. And I think that that's something that you really need because Josh Allen seems to be settling into the point where he's willing to take the underneath receivers and they're just not there the way they should be. They should be his security blanket on any third down play. So Odell Beckham is, was to be a free agent. We don't have to give up anything to acquire him. No, you only give up money to get him. Okay. Let me ask you a question. If we had to give up something for him, what would you be willing to give up for him? Or is the only reason why you want him is because you don't have to give up anything but money? The, that's why I want him. Okay. Uh, and and I would only do a one-year deal, too. I, I don't think I would sign him long-term, and I don't know if he would be interested in a contract that isn't a multi-year deal. Well, that's the thing. We're going to find out within the next few weeks if he's ring-chasing do you want a ring or is he trying to chase the bag? And so that leads to what I was going to say. Um, on the Colin Cowherd show yesterday, he was discussing it, and Von Miller doubled down this weekend saying that Odell Beckham is coming to Buffalo. He's coming to mm-hmm. Buffalo. That's trending. But he said he's out there and he has little, you know, little butterflies whispering in his ear. He says he feels like Von Miller is only doing that to raise the price up because he really knows that he wants to go back to the Rams. Uh, and that, so that would be the multi-year deal that he wants. And he and the Rams came out and said that uh, that wasn't their final offer but they because they know they're bidding against themselves because they know he bought a house in Beverly Hills. He loves it out there. He don't really want to leave. Right. He doesn't want to leave. And the other story is that the Bills have not been in on – Odell Beckham at this point. Um, also report that the Rams haven't been in on him, but that's kind of the way they do it. They tend to let the market figure itself out and then come in late when it right. comes to free agents. Right. So I just think to bring this back around, I just think that would be a luxury to have. I would love to have Odell Beckham. I would love to have Christian McCaffrey. And if I could give both of them, I would sacrifice a little bit of my future. I would give up if I had to. Now we're talking hypothetically. 
I would give up a first round pick for both of them. Bam! There you got it. You got a hot. You got a hot take. I I sure do. I I think I think with that I I think I'm out. I don't think I have anything left. I think you just boiled my brain. <laughs> I'm just saying because now we have more weapons. It makes it feel like you pushing all chips in the table. That's all. I mean, whether it's dumb or not, that's fair. I can live with that. Hit me oh, up. Oh, it's really freaking dumb. stupid. Nobody yeah. would ever do that. I would do that. Newt, you it. ignorant slut. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. So, last thing, real quick. I saw on Twitter, I can't, I don't remember whose handle it was. If you do, let me know. What two players from the drought years would you want to add to this team? And I saw you put Fred Jackson and Ruben Brown. I did, yes. Okay. I did see that and I liked it. Okay. Mine is no question who my two are. Did you see my reply or no? I didn't, no. Okay, good, good. What two players do you think I see? Uh, do you have any I ideas? think you said Jason Peters okay. and Eric Moltz. Oh, good, but no. <laughs> I was going to say Peters because I feel like Peters would really help this office. So I started to ask the uh, the Twitter, is it two people that are sentimental that we would want to win with, or is it two people I think can help this team? I took it as people who would help this team. Okay. And that's why I was thinking about, okay, then that would be Jason Peters, yeah. right? But I didn't. I did two people who I feel like deserves to be a part of this, and it's really three, all right? Um, it's probably Jerry Hughes also. He's my honorable mention. But the two people I said was Fred Jackson, who we all are. We all both always talk about how much we love him. Yep. And my other one, and I'm surprised you didn't get this, as much as we used to argue about him. <laughs> Come on, Seth. Come on, Seth. <laughs> Kyle Williams, huh? Kyle Williams out of LSU. When exactly. it comes to the sentimentality, I, I had a feeling you would bring him up. I was, and, and we talk about our buddy Seth we used to go to watch the games with, man. And uh, I, I was always on Kyle Williams, man. This is where the depths of our despair came. We used to argue about how good Kyle Williams was during the drought. And I was like, man, that dude's good, man. I'm telling you, man, he's going to be great, man. He's like, man, dude, I hate that dude, man. It's so funny, bro. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Williams and Fred Jackson are two that I would add. So do you remember the Twitter handle of the person who said that? I, I really don't, know. Okay. Uh, but since we're talking about Twitter, I do want to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners and one of the best follows on Twitter, at Stu McAllister, Stu spelled S-T-U. The guy comments on uh, at least something that we discuss every single week. And Stu, thank you so much for being out there and listening. And I promise next week we will mention you earlier in the show. There it is, man. So you got any plans for the bye week? Uh, no. Yeah. And okay. happy about that. Good. You just kind of you know relaxing, vegging out. I got you. That's what I'm doing, man. Uh, yeah, nothing on the agenda. And I like it this way. I know that's right. Jalen has homecoming Saturday. Uh, he'll be homecoming king. So, um, really, yes. He got what is it with your family? I, he, they carry the lineage, man. I was homecoming king at Jennings High back in 1990, man. So they carrying the lineage, man. I don't know, I, man. <laughs> so we got that Saturday night. Sunday we got the bus. So I think um, the in laws will be flying in from Florida on Friday. So. Maybe we'll go to a pumpkin patch or pick apples or do some fall festive Halloween type stuff. So I'm sure I'll be outdoors. So <laughs> trying to spend time with the family while we have bye week. So get some yeah. vitamin D. Yeah. Love it, man. It's a little, it's getting cooler. This is big man weather, so it's getting cooler. So, hey. <laughs> and I'm cold. I got a sweater on already. I know, right? That's what I'm trying to say, man. This is big man weather, man, where the bugs are gone. I'm not sweating profusely. So yeah. <laughs> you know? And oh, I got buddy. an afro, I got an afro now too. So Yeah, I saw like, that in the picture. It looks great. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I grow my hair out once a year to let people know I'm bald because I choose to be. So, yeah. And I told my football team I'm not going to get a haircut until after we win the championships. So. Ooh, you picking that up to make it nice and tall? 
Yes, I am. I love I got, it, man. I got my stay soft roll just like I had back in the 80s when I had a jerry curl. You know, I'm spraying that to moisturize it. So, yeah. You had a jerry curl? <laughs> oh. no, no, I didn't have a jerry curl. I'm just playing. I just think it's funny. I use the stuff that, you know, the little spray people used to use with the jerry curl. But that's that's before your time, man. You don't know no, nothing about not. the jerry, curl, jerry curls. Dude, I'm two years younger or three years younger than you. You just look so young, man. I just forgetting. I'll be thinking you're in your 30s. Yeah, it's because I have my hair. <laughs> um, yeah, just let your soul glow. Just let your soul glow. <laughs> Buddy, wrap Follow it up for us. Give us a song, baby. Enjoy the bye week. Get out. Enjoy time with your family, and we'll get ready for the Packers next week, y'all. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs>